What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down 125.1, and we are continuing our playthrough of Pillars of Eternity. Today I have with me Matt. And yeah, had to take a week off. And we're going to be taking a, a lot off after this episode. Um, a lot of stuff going on. But uh, that's okay. We made some decent progress. I think I made it a little bit farther than Matt did. Um, going into Act 2. Technically. Okay. According to the achievements, Act 1 ends when you reach the city. But apparently we still had one more quest to do for Act 1. Um, and it's actually a pretty long quest. Yeah, it's a good story quest, actually. So when we when we finished the last recording, I was only about five minutes outside of the city gates. So I thought I was just about done with Act 1, but I still had to do, obviously, this whole quest plus get into the city. Yeah. So I didn't realize that either. I just stopped once I got into the city and the achievement popped. I'm like, okay, well, let's end that one. I can stop here. So, but yeah. Um making it into the city this place is huge so it's broken down into districts um uh, as soon as you walk in you start noticing there's a whole bunch of refugees trying to get into the city and the local guards are trying to most of them are trying to kick them out <clears throat> but um yeah uh I, all right, let's just, I, I just want to talk about it. Let's just talk about it. <laughs> Dive right into it. Go, going, going story beat to story beat in this game, especially is, is kind of difficult to do because they, because the, especially in act two, they kind of live it open-ended where you can go and do whatever you want. Like they give you three quests yeah. and be like, okay, do them however you want to. So you can do them in any order, which I'm fine with. There are small things about this game that irk me. One of them being, you can't just bring up the map and say, I want to go here. You have to go through each individual successive space physically along the way to get to where you want to go. Yes. You bring up the map and you can click on the map and it will move your view and you can click on there, but then you still have to wait for your entire party to trudge over to the to the map part where you just clicked on I really wish you also it was just know if there's a faster way to scroll I feel like I have to keep bringing up the map because I can't just scroll fast enough to get to where I want to go on a given map yes you can change like you, you're talking about if you move the cursor to the edge of the screen and can you push it that way yeah so there in the options there is a a, a um, option to change like how fast the map moves when you have you done that because I find it to be painfully slow uh, I haven't messed with it um, because I'll be honest with you when I'm exploring an area I'm constantly bringing up the map yeah me too so I can see the, the black space where have I not been yet exactly and I usually use it to navigate so I'll click on the map and then click somewhere in the space that I haven't been to and just like wait for my guys to get there kind of thing. Sometimes it's it gets me into that, trouble. Though, it, seems, it seems to take one or two more clicks than I feel like it should. 
because I need to bring up the map, then I need to click on the map, but that doesn't that doesn't tell your people to go there. It only no. moves your view to there. Then yes. I need to exit the map and then click again to get them to move. Something about that seems like it just takes a click or two too many. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, it, I agree. You know, I, it's it's one of the reasons why I, I I think as you mentioned, I wonder how this game even is played on a controller because there's a lot of things I'm doing to navigate, to look at, you know, to highlight things, right? Especially once we get into the city because every section of the city, when you get to that map, you've got a bunch of things there, a bunch of buildings. Some of them are temples. Some of them are, you know, inns. And I need, I'm always like scrolling over them to figure out what's what because I haven't spent enough time yet in this city, in this world. I'm familiar with what's where like i feel yeah. like in the witcher i knew that i i knew the ends i knew what to look for i knew where to go here it's because it's static i feel slightly more disconnected from it but i just kind of feel like like i'm spending more time thinking about clicking and scrolling and where am i going all right you know because it, it, it does highlight the places you can go with the little yellow diamonds so yeah Anything that's not highlighted, I'm kind of already disregarding in, in many ways. Yep. And I, I feel like all of that, having to navigate the world through a menu, maybe that's part of what was meant to be its old school charm, but I do find that it removes me just slightly from the happening. Not to mention the characters are also very small and you can't really scroll around them even you know you don't get any animations when they're when they're talking not that any of that stuff really matters but it, it all conspires i feel like to keep me a step removed from everything that's happening yeah yeah i i feel kind of the same way the the thing is is like as far as the story goes i'm not minding it i like it a lot i think it's 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 relatively engaging there's there's a lot world. of mystery I like in there. The world. Yeah, the world. Different um, people following these different gods, you know, just just as a backdrop of, you know, everyone you meet kind of has that that own their own philosophy and religion, and I I kind of like that all this stuff is swirling together, and you know, some gods are on the rise, some gods are on the fall, and uh, you know how people feel about that in the world, you can understand would lead to a lot of chaos so when you've got all the, the the religious chaos of all these gods up and down and then you've got monsters and you know all all the kind of things with the the temples happening there's it seems like it'd be a tough place to live yeah but uh, and... cer certainly one rife with adventure and intrigue because of all the the chaos that's happening the thing is is like you, you mentioned there's a bunch of gods and stuff like that and these are when you think of a god you think of a person in the sky, you know, no, these are physical people like physical embodiments because I don't know if you got this, but Durance really opened up to me. If you've talked to him yet, yeah, I spent, uh, I didn't make a super lot of progress in this last session story-wise, but I did 
spend some time with the with the character quests. So I did a little bit with Durance, a little bit with Edder. I did all of uh, Aloth's character quest. Um, I started Sagani's, so I I, I did a. You know, bits and pieces of, of a lot of character quests. Yeah. They seem pretty good so far. So you mentioned Sagani. That's that's a new character we get in this play session. Um a dwarf um ranger, I believe. That's what that is. A dwarf ranger. Uh-huh. And she has a pet fox. That's another kind of pseudo party member. No, if my first party member, my first pet actually does anything. I've got a little dragon that floats around with me. Yeah, I do too. No, it does nothing. Has it ever done anything? I think it's just, I think it's just like a cosmetic. Okay. But the fox actually does attack. Yes. So that's a much better as a pseudo party member. That's a, that's a ranger ability. They have like a, like a pet companion. So. Um, she, we, we run into her at a crossroads and she's saying she's sitting there waiting on somebody and we're like, okay, who are you waiting on? And she's like, I don't know if I can trust you, but I smooth talk her into like telling me and she's waiting on somebody that she's been looking for for five years. And, uh, she's, she said that, uh, a watcher that she met told her to wait here for the person. And, um, she's very hesitant of watchers because she believes that they're liars and they're not real. But I, uh, I show her some of my watcher powers and she's like, okay, so you are the real deal. <laughs> so I'll follow you. <laughs> yep. So uh, she joined the party. Um, when she joined, I finally got rid of my purchased companion. There you go. So she's now in the, uh, the, the B tier ranks. Which it would be cool if I could keep her at the stronghold, right? Because we spend some time. Yeah, Are you not allowed to keep her there? Time. I don't know. I don't actually know where she is in this world. I assume maybe she's at the stronghold. She's not following around silently and invisibly, is she? Mm, I don't know. I never hired one, so I don't know. There are more companions, so I wonder. I wonder what happens when we get another story companion. Because uh, I, I know you can send some of them to the to the stronghold. I just don't know if you can send the hired ones. Um, sure. But yeah, um, get a new party member. Um, but yeah, so I had already went into the city at this point, and I was trying to figure out what to do. And you. God, where do I even get this information? I'm sorry, this has been it's been two weeks since I did this. This also highlights one of the things. This this is where I started to have to lean on the on the facts a little bit more because I got into the city and I'm like, all right, there's a lot of sections I can go to. I see one that's blocked off, uh, but where do I actually need to go? I'm supposed to be looking for a temple, but nothing is labeled Wodakin Temple, so I'm not sure where to go. Yeah. So as as I said before we start recording, um, I will fully admit uh, when I start a new quest and it's very vague in the quest line what I need to do, I open up a fact. Once I get my bearings and know where to go, 
I can then, because then people start getting specific. Oh, go here or go to this place kind of thing. Uh, all right, cool. Or I found it in this area. You don't have to tell me the exact freaking room, but just give me, you know, am I in the right town at least? You know? So. It definitely isn't a game that's got like a little beam of light that shows you where your next objective is. No. No. But on the other hand, and this is a very text-driven game, so I'm not surprised that the clues are all kind of in the in the journal and you kind of need to read them, but some of them just don't tell you what to do next, really. Yeah. At all. So you, you go into the temple is where you then... Where you realize you have to go find the uh I I, I guess the laden key. I thought it was leaden. Leaden key? I don't yeah. know. I always said laden. But leaden key. Uh which is that group. That's that's the, the mysterious group that wear the uh the stone masks that are operating these machines that have been laid dormant for years and gave you your watcher powers. And so we figure <clears throat> we got to look for those guys. Um, and apparently we're able to crash a meeting. <laughs> what was the name of this area that it was in? It was in a cave. First we go down to the, um, I don't remember when they told us to go to the like the the temple of Wodica, but that's where when you're in the city, it's like in the southern part, but it's just a crumbled tower, and there's like a spirit wandering around, and they say, "Oh, actually, you know, most of the temple was underground, so if you want to get to it, you need to go into the catacombs first, work yeah. your way through there, and there's a separate entrance into the temple." That's what it is. That's where we run into them because they have it blocked off. But there's the that's where their meeting grounds are, I guess. So we have to we can, we can choose to just go in there guns blazing. Um, so I didn't know what to do here. You're at the door, right? And you can say I'm going to go in alone, or I'm going to go in with my party. Well, I went in with my party so they could all hear what was going on, but they were like. You only have one mask and, and, and disguise, apparently. <laughs> so they see one dude dressed up as them, and the other guys are just random people. <laughs> so I got into a fight immediately and got wrecked. <laughs> oh, interesting. So Matt, I, I... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Did you, did you just repeat it until you beat him, or did you... What did you do the second time in? The second time, I went in by myself... And was able to talk to them as I was disguised as them. And pretended to be one of them. And they gave me my mission. You never fought anyone that second time? No. Yeah, mine was similar, but I, I kind of stumbled in. I had some very high highs and some very low lows in this in this temple of Wodica. <laughs> because the, the first time I went in, I never saw the initiate that's like practicing his lines right so i never saw that guy i never got the 
Does he give? No, he doesn't give you the hood. I got the hood somewhere else because uh, I, I had the can, hood. I think you can find it. Yeah, I found the hood, but I didn't have the secret leaden key passphrases to use. So the first time I went in, I actually didn't even know where the the little temple part of it was. So I ended up getting stuck behind a wall. I sent you that uh, picture of it. It was really weird because the first place I explored was you know, north in this little area, I find a wall that looks very suspicious to me. So I kind of walk up to it and three of my party members just teleport onto the other side of the wall. And I'm like, well, that's weird. And there was some good treasure in there. So I picked it all up. But then those three that went through the wall couldn't get back across the wall. I don't know what you were supposed to do. I assume somewhere there was a, a switch that you could pull to open the door, or slide the wall back, but I never found it. So I ended up with three people stuck in that room, and then eventually I gave up, and I took the other three and just kept adventuring. And I finally found my way to that room, uh, and then I'm going through the same text about, you know, do you want to go in by yourself, or do you want to go into the group? And I was a little confused, because the main character that I have isn't in the group that's adventuring. He's stuck on the other side of this wall somewhere else. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm like, I don't know what to do, so... The story mandates that it's so, so he teleports over with the other three. So I've got four of my six at least. The other two are still stuck on the other side of the wall. And I went in by myself, but I didn't know what to do. So I I tried to play along, and it doesn't give you the option to use a passphrase because I haven't learned it yet. And so I was pretty quickly uncovered as an imposter and slaughtered because I was by myself in there. Right. And even if I had, I think the rest of the my party came in, but it was still only the other three that I had. So I wasn't at full strength, and I was getting bashed up before the other three even came in. So all around, it was a real bad idea and didn't know what to do. So the second time I go in there, I'm just like, I'm just not going to go that way. That guy's too hard. I'll go somewhere else. Then I found the initiate. I got the passphrase, and that was really cool because I'm like, oh, if I had come this way the first time, maybe I could have still weaseled my way out of a death. Um, so I got the initiate, I convinced him to tell me all of his passphrases, and then I went into the the chanting part of the temple, and I, and I did what you did, and I was able to convince them that I was one of their initiates, and I, I used the passphrases, and I got out of there. But it was weird to me because I was like, I'm not sure what was worse, the glitch or whatever that kept me stuck on the other side of the wall, or the fact that I missed this initiate so I, I didn't get the right passphrase or any passphrase from him and i'm like well i had multiple things that were wrong and i got destroyed but doing it the right way the second time and it was a breeze yeah so i i feel like this game's been interesting in that there have been some i don't even know, know if i'd call them difficulty spikes because was this part hard I, I don't know it was hard if you do it wrong and don't have your full party but if you do it, quote-unquote, right, it wasn't hard. So I have died a good number of times in this game at foes where I wasn't even close or groups of enemies where I wasn't even close to taking them out. But I also don't feel like it's overly hard because I've either found another way around it or I've been able to just come back to it later. So I I don't actually know if I can gauge the difficulty of this game yet. Yeah, I definitely can't because aside from one fight 
in this play session that I just decided I had to go around, like not, not fight them. I haven't had an issue. Um, and I tried like looking this stuff up and I don't know if it's because it's all dice rolls or what, but I still feel very confused when it comes to the combat. Like I will. One of my biggest problems with the combat is I never go into a hard fight at full strength because I've been adventuring, if you will, to get to that hard fight. So almost everybody is, I'd say 30 to 80% health. And I don't usually know it's a hard fight until I get destroyed. And so usually the second time I would go into a fight, at least I can say, all right, well, I'll be well rested this time. You don't generally have to go through and refight everybody, which is nice. So I feel like at a minimum, I'm going to start knowing where the hard fight is and also coming back fully rested and at full strength and not just strength of health, but one of the times I got destroyed in this play session, it was a, it was a mob of enemies and I'm like, Oh, this is absolutely the perfect time to use my fireball. And then unfortunately I'd already used it. And so you don't, doesn't, doesn't refill until you rest. So I didn't have it available to me and I got destroyed. Yeah. Also, it would take very little to tweak that fight. And the next time I try it probably won't be that hard at all. So, Again, it, it it's all it, it's almost all like reactive as to whether or not a fight is hard. And if you pair differently, approach it differently, it, it's maybe not as hard. And it's just it's weird that there's such a swing. I've also ran into the issue of a lot of times when I get into a fight, I'll just have I'm commanding all of my people to attack that guy. And after that guy dies, like my frontline dudes, which is my main character and Edder, will start attacking another guy. But the, everybody else is in the back line, just kind of just sits there. Yeah. So I have to hit backspace again to select everybody and click on that guy. No, attack that guy. It, I, like, I feel like there's a disconnect somewhere. Yeah, I have them all set to control one, so I usually do control one attack, and then I'll have my main character break off from that attack and usually do the the knockdown yeah. on whoever's second closest, because I want to get that extra couple of rounds of attacks in on whoever's primarily targeted. Right. So that that's how I approach basically every fight, is when it first pauses, I'll go through and I'll do my long-range attack, so I almost always use... Aloth's uh, level one missiles. Yep. And I use Sagani's targeted attack, whatever the the last one is on the on the menu. Yeah. Of spells, so I, I do those two first. Um, then I usually set Edder to the combat mode that increases accuracy. And then I take the main character and knock down whoever is second closest. That's what I do Like when I come into every fresh attack, I feel. It, as long as there's at least like two or three people. Yeah. But then all of that is the initial setup. After that, I'm basically just going 
who's closest, have everybody attack that one. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like my ability to strategize goes way down after the first round. Yeah, that just... <clears throat> and I try to pause as much as possible. I'll pause and be like, all right, you do this, you do this, you do this. And I'll watch it play out. And I don't know. I, I Maybe it's because it's just so passive. I feel like I'm not in control. So what do you... If, when you're pausing mid... mid-battle, are you just resetting those same attacks? Or are... Are, I find someone like Aloth actually has so many attacks that don't do anything. Or they, they do do something, but... I, I, I still haven't explored a lot of them. Yeah. Right, there's a there's a bunch of abilities. I, I don't know if it's Durance or Aloth, but they've got... And maybe it's all of Aloth's like level 2 spells, where it's like, this one causes confusion, and this one creates a bunch of like mimics that that soak up some enemy attacks. There's yeah. a lot of them that aren't damage dealing, which I guess should improve strategy. You've got different ways you can you you can think about it, but I I haven't been in enough fights. I feel like some of the fights are so easy it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. And some of the fights are so hard that I'm basically only trying to deal maximum damage and keep everybody's endurance up. And that's all yep. I have the mental capacity to do. Yeah. And so it's, I, it's, it I turns like, into a DPS fight. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I feel like there's a middle band where if you weren't being bum rushed and you could use specific spells that helped against specific enemy spells in a, in a way that was almost like rock, paper, scissors, I'd spend a lot more time thinking about what I was picking. But so far, even though I feel like I've got a lot of spells for some characters, I don't do a lot of strategizing with those spells. I that, that's the, one one weird thing for me. I am the exact same way, but I will say this: I have looked up multiple things about this game, and the people who have played it, and I would say are are better at it than me, say that debuffs in this game are some of the best. Really. Mm-hmm. Most people highly suggest the priest. So Durance, you mentioned him. I'm a priest. My main character is a priest. Durance is a priest. Almost all of their abilities are debuffs or buffs. And I really need to start just using them and seeing how it plays out. Because I stay away from them. I do the damage dealing priest abilities. And I feel like I, I feel like I'm cheating myself in this game because I, I feel like I need to strategize a little bit more. But the thing is, is and here's here's the caveat to that: Do I use my level two spells that I only have two of before I have to rest, or do I save them for a fight that's coming up later? That's what I've done that, with the fireball. It's such a good area of attack spell but you only get to use it once yeah the level so 3 gotta, spell so uh, yeah I'm always in that same boat I'm like is this the fight where I need it because if I don't have it and the next fight's harder I'm going to be screwed exactly 
or what you can do is just buy up a whole bunch of camping supplies and then save and use the camping supply and get your spells back every time you fight. Which, to be honest with you, the amount of money that I've got so far, I feel like I could just buy probably about 30. Fair. So Are you maybe spending that money on your stronghold? No, I'm not spending any money on my damn stronghold. So I've done three or four upgrades so far on mine. I've done zero upgrades on my stronghold. I don't know if they because... do anything. Cause... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, do I bother? Weird, too, because the some of the upgrades are like, oh, we're going to fortify the Western Gate so that we're less prone to being raided. I'm like, I haven't invested anything, so why would I care if you get raided? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's my own stronghold, but I didn't put anything there that I would care if somebody took, so why would I want to protect it? From what I understand, and it, hap- it has, it is true because I've seen it pop up a couple times, you can collect taxes from the stronghold and add money to your inventory. But there are times where like, it'll be like, Oh, you collected this amount of taxes, but you lost some of it to bandits. So if you up your security, I think is what it's called that, that may not happen. That's mostly what I've done. There's a few that I haven't gotten to yet that upgrade like your, your inn, so people can stay there and you can rest there. So there there are other things that I will do, I guess, to make that a functional stop on the map. But I haven't... I guess I wouldn't put money there if they were dangling better gear in front of me. But another weird thing to me is I haven't found like any good gear, I don't think, at all in this game. I don't found... I mean, I found decent like legendary or unique weapons or whatever. I feel like I found one or two total so far. Yeah. And I, 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 mean, I guess it's just not that kind of game, but I was expecting to be comparing stats more and being like, oh, great, this quest ended with me getting a a new helmet or a new sword, but I've only really found the, the one, you know, <laughs> in real time, a week and a half ago, I found a sword, and that's like the only cool thing because it glows orange is the only kind of cool weapon I've found so far. I don't know. I feel like I've I've found a decent amount. Armor-wise, I haven't found much. But I feel like weapon-wise, I definitely found some unique stuff. That's what I feel. I feel like I've found like a fine sword, whatever. It's like a level 2 sword. I don't know what the exact grades are, which ones are the and you, best. You can upgrade them, too. Uh, I haven't done it yet. Maybe that's what I should do. Yeah. But, um, yeah. After <clears throat> talking to the, one of the, I guess, commanders, not the, not the, the not the big one, but, um, they, they basically, you know, believe who you think you, who they, you say you are. And give you your missions. And that's where you get the the three missions that you have to go do. Um, I did all three. Um, Matt, I know you did one so far, and you're working on the second one. Yeah, I'm kind of halfway through the second one. Yeah, which one did you do again? 
Um, the through Death's Gate, where you have to go into the ruins in the in the northeast. Yeah, with the uh, the the tribal people keeping you from going in. Is that what I'm? Is, is that the, what we're talking about? It's the one where you go. You have to go through like three or four new areas to get to the northeast, and then it's like a cave that you go down into. It's it's called the 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 Cleobon Relog. And you go in, yeah, and you have to apparently you can sneak in through the side door, but you'll like break a leg when you jump over a a little rock. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. I didn't break a leg, um uh the the dwarf lady, she sprained her ankle. This 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 was the area where I had the fight that just wrecked me multiple times and I didn't know what I was doing wrong. So there's two ways you can go when you enter in that way. You can go northeast or northwest. And I went northwest. And, yeah, I went northeast. And so yeah, occasionally I would run into like, you know, uh, the the trolls and stuff like that. I can handle them. I ran into a room that had like two or three druids that would attack me, and then they would also summon these like spirit things that would attack me, and they would wreck me every time. And I think it was partially because when you run into them, you're like in a small corridor, and they're in a large room, and so I'm stuck in this corridor. None of my people can get past each other. And so I'm just kind of like in a straight line getting murdered. And I feel like as soon as you lose a couple people, it goes downhill pretty quick. It's really fast, yeah. I can lose maybe one dude and finish it, but once you lose like two, uh, you might as well restart. If you're a priest, does that mean that most of your party is sort of staying away from the, the hands-on battle? Yes, the only two people that are up front is my main guy, who is a priest, and Edder. And, and the, uh, and Sagani's back. fox, I guess, right? Yeah, Sagani's fox, I'll have her come up. I'll have it come up and start attacking, too. That's it. Uh, Durance was running up and hitting people, um, and he is very weak. So He's I still decided, my problem child. Yeah. I, I gave him a crossbow and said, you shoot people. Yeah, that's what I should do. Yeah. He's still got a wand for me, but I, you know, in my, in my formation, I put him in the back so that I feel like even though he's trying to get close, he at least stays away far enough to avoid the ori original attacks. So I, I've at least balanced it so that he's still getting hit, but he's not getting hit and dying to the point where he's the only one that's damaged, and now I have to go rest just because of him. Yeah. So he he's kind of going down at a similar rate now. So I, I feel okay keeping him with his with his staff, but yeah, it, it took a little finessing before before I so, could get him to stay alive. I don't know if we talked about this in the first episode, but there is permadeath in this game because Durance actually died, died, not ran out of endurance, but ran out of health. And they don't come back. 
That's interesting. When you said that, I was trying to imagine. I'm like, I've seen people die, die. Why hasn't it been permadeath for me? And I think it's only because whenever someone's died, my whole party's died. And so I had to reload the last save anyway. Yeah. So um, Durance was already low on health. Like, um, so we, we, we tried to explain this on the first episode. There is endurance, which is if it goes down all the way, you get knocked out essentially. It's almost now, like stamina. Yeah. If, if, if all the party members endurance goes all the way down and you get knocked, everybody gets knocked out It's game over. But if you finish the fight with somebody who still has health, but lost all his endurance, they'll get back up and eventually will gain their endurance back. But if they get knocked out and they get back up, they now have like a a status effect, like bruised ribs or sprained ankle or something like that, or concussion, that kind of thing. Um, And it it affects them in certain stats, you know. Um, But there's also a health bar. And depending on the attack, they can lose a little bit of health. And every time they get knocked out, they lose a chunk of health. Well, Durance had been knocked out a couple of fights already, and he was down to like 12 health, and he just straight up died in the last fight. And like everybody's like, oh no, Durance, are you okay? And then he's dead, and then you can just loot his body and take his stuff. And I'm like, oh, so you can just permanently lose a party member. So I reloaded that save. Because I'm not losing my party members. Exactly. There's not a, a bountiful supply of them. No. Um, one thing I will mention, and I thought was very interesting, was the in, I had a encounter with Durance. So I went to sleep camp, woke up the next day, and it was one of those things where it kind of just automatically starts a conversation. And I had a conversation with him, and he was talking about so. We remember what we we talked about in the first episode. There was a war that happened between two groups. Well, those two groups were actually two different worshippers of of different gods, and Durance was on one of the sides. And the way the war ended was one side killed the other side's god, like blew him up with a bomb and Durance was actually one of the people that created the bomb that blew up the God. God hammer, right? That's the bomb that they made. Yeah. The, the God hammer. And he is now completely pissed at his God. Wants nothing to do with her. And you have this very long conversation with him about it. You can technically piss him off. And he's like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Um, based on what you choose to say to him. And I was like, okay, there's, there's some pretty good lore here. Um, I think we did that. I actually wasn't sure what was going to piss him off. I wasn't trying to necessarily, but I, I definitely, at one point, he just was like, all right, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Yeah. 
So I don't think he'd ever like leave your party, but um, yeah, having those conversations with him, you get a little little bit more insight into the history of this world. Um, when did this war happen? Probably what, like twenty years ago. That's what I was going to say. I don't know that I've heard that, but that's what it feels like from the conversations. Yeah. People have lived through it and uh, certainly are, are aware of it. It's not like the distant past. Yeah. It's like um that, that was my problem with the new Star Wars movies was um they in the new Star Wars movies though Han Solo who is who is an old man but still alive was was talking to people saying hey all that force stuff you know Darth Vader and the Sith and the Jedi it was all true it actually happened guys and I'm like yeah that happened like 20 years ago that's like that's like I don't know people not it's believing okay. Ronald Reagan existed yeah and I, yeah I was 5 when he existed but like uh, yeah why, why would generation to go where it's it's turned into myth exactly that's the one thing I, I it bothered the hell out of me about it was like you literally had a war 20 years ago with people using Jedi powers do, do, do you not remember that there were there's people still alive who remember seeing that stuff that <laughs> like I don't know it drove me up a wall when I heard that I'm like what are you guys talking about Jedi is a myth. It's just, no, it's, it's just no, it's not, not consistent. It's not believable anymore. I guess. So, yeah, no, this this game actually does that pretty well. Yeah, 20 years ago, we blew up a god, and I'm actually one of the guys that did it. <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh, okay. All right, we're, 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 we're going somewhere with this. All right. And my editors... I think that's one of the things I, I find to be really interesting about the the lore here is is it does feel it it feels a little bit like i'm not super close to it but it feels like the world is still living through the repercussions of everything that happened i think yeah. that's really cool yeah like edder that's part of his backstory his brother was killed in the war and he was wanting to know what happened exactly he just got word that his brother had died and he's wanting to like find records because he for, he heard that his brother had actually switched sides and was wanting to know exactly, you know, like, was this true? Did this actually happen kind of thing? So, I don't know. There's, there's, some, there's some pretty good lore in here. But yeah, I went through this, this. I weirdly was thinking like, oh, is there a Pillars of Eternity novel I can read? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm sure, there Maybe. is somewhere. There's a. There's definitely a second game. Yep. Um, and I don't know if tyranny is part of this world or not. Question. But I think they have another game that might be. Is it avowed? Is avowed in the Pillars of Eternity universe? I think it might be, but I'm not. Maybe not, not that sure. Not 100% sure. Gotcha. So yeah, going. I went through this area. Had to avoid that fight with the druids because they were just going to beat the crap out of me. 
and hey, I was able to do it. I just went the opposite direction. That's what I did. I didn't actually have any problem with the Druids here, but I, I, I went northeast to start, and I kind of fought them. I mean, maybe I lucked out where, I guess, depending on how you approach them, if like you could beat three sequential Druids easily, but if you had to fight three at the same time, it would be a totally different fight. Yeah. Um, so maybe I just came in in a way that I was able to focus on one, and by the time the second one shows up, the first one's almost dead. I don't know exactly what the difference was, but I, I I slowly made it through this section. I think when I was in this kind of cave system, I I went in, I, I played maybe 30, 40 minutes, I'm exploring, I'm fighting, and when my characters were, again, maybe halfway dead, I would just leave, uh, set up a, a campfire, rest, and then go back in, and I think I did that twice. And so you I was just to able to there. To... You can set up camp in the dungeon. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I always, I always ran back to the beginning, went outside the dungeon, and then pitched a tent. No, nah, you can totally camp in dungeon. Yeah, well, there's, that would be easier. Faster there's, anyway. there's certain dungeons that wouldn't allow you to do that, but with these like caves and stuff, you totally can. Streamline so. things. Yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah. Um, at the end of this, we find another one of those machines. Those infernal machines that turned us into a watcher. Um, this one had been used recently. But we don't know exactly what it did. We do get a uh, vision that tells us, you know, basically what happened, kind of what happened again with us. Um, people had turned to stone or ash. Um, so there's evidence of them finding these machines. Because these machines are very ancient, apparently. And they're activating them. Um, the other two... That finishes that quest. The other two quests will lead you to um, other pieces of evidence that you're going to collect. I know you haven't. Which one were you doing that you got about halfway through? Yeah, so I'm I'm doing the second one that is Undying Heritage, where you go into the quarantine part of the city. Yeah, this one was really cool. So, yeah, so I like, I like one... because I had I had come up on this door before and not been able to get in there. So, you know, mentally tucked it away and said, at some point I'll be back. So it was kind of cool when you are told, look, I'm going to I'm going to radio ahead and tell the guard to let you in. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Now I can get in there. I don't know that I want to, given what I've heard, but I, I guess I'll be in there and I'll clear it out. Yeah. Um, this one's actually really cool. Um it's it, it's dealing with a machine as well. Um, I won't. I actually found two different places in this section that have destroyed me. Okay. So the first was when I went up into a mausoleum in the north side of the section, and there's a specter who doesn't know they're dead, which is kind of kind of funny, kind of interesting, right? They're still trying to. She's trying to like hide, or he's trying to hide. 
and not let anyone know where they are. And in your party, I don't know if it's Aloth, is like, you you do know you're already dead. You already lost. And, uh, and then at some point, she wants to add you to her ranks. And so because of that, she sicks her four knights on you. And so that, I don't know what it was, but they carved through me pretty quickly. They look like purple samurais. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, some of those guys are kind of rough. But then I, I loaded up my last save. Luckily, I feel like this game has a pretty good autosave frequency. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. So I, I've never been screwed, I think, by dying and then having to reload an autosave. Uh, but I just ignored that mausoleum and said, you know, I'll come back to it at the end of this section. And then I kept exploring. Uh, I found a house. I found a lady that um, was a, a zombie, I guess. And she was keeping people locked in her back room that were like the caretakers. Yeah. So I found them and set them free. Uh, continued around the periphery. And... I started to go down some ramps into what looked to be like they were unearthing a large piece of this uh, organic stone that they that's been all over the place. Okay, I forget what that's called exactly. Well, you haven't but made then it where I, you need to go yet. Well, when I made it to the bottom of that section, I got bum rushed by about eight or nine different enemies, and yeah was taken out pretty quickly, and so that was my second death, and that's where I stopped. Yeah, you're close to where you need to go. It's at the bottom left corner that's, of the That's map. where I'm headed. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, that, that's, that was the fight where I was like, if I just had a fireball, because they come at you all bunched up, so one fireball would hit like every single one of them. Yeah. I would be the most efficient single attack I will have done in this whole game. And I couldn't do it, so I'm like, ah. So I, I I reloaded, I rested, and I'm ready for that fight now. There you go. Have you done any crafting in this game? I have not done any crafting, although I've picked up every single flower I've walked in the vicinity of. Yeah, I have too. I did do a little bit of crafting. So I, I made some food. I cooked some food. And I also um, made a bunch of potions. Fun fact, I have never eaten food or used a potion. Do any of them actually restore health, or is it just endurance? It's just endurance. So, all of my characters that are the ones that are getting attacked that are in the front line, including my main character because he's a fighter, they all seem to have the ability, it's like a, it's a blue ability with a, you know, with a health plus sign mm-hmm. in That's front a, of your, your yeah, logo. Second wind. That seems to be the easiest way for me to boost my endurance. It seems to always work. So I was intrigued about making food and potions until I realized they didn't actually do what I wanted them to do. And then I <laughs> kind of ignored them. So um, endurance. And I highly suggest this. Durance, any priest, has a priest ability. Now, let me let me say this. Every class has class abilities and spells. 
right? Spells can only be used certain certain amount of times before you have to rest. Class abilities can be used per encounter, right? So your knockdown ability um, uh, is a class ability. Um, any of the ranger stuff, like the, the, the arrow, you get two shots of it, right? Um, that's encounter abilities that, you know, they refresh after the encounter. The priest has an ability, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a, it's a per encounter ability where they basically activate a healing aura around them. So anybody around the priest will get a slow health or not health, but endurance regeneration have since you've only got one priest have durance pop that immediately would be good because that would cover everyone everyone that needs it anyway yeah and then you can save your second wins for whenever you really need them yeah that's a good call yeah and some of that some of that stuff Again, that's not damage dealing that I, I, I've toyed with, but I haven't really worked it into a routine yet to where I've clearly seen the benefit and decided I'm going to use this in every every encounter or everyone where it will help. So I, I still need to do a little bit more there with that with that planning. Yeah. So I, I, I do too, for being honest. But the quest that you're on I finished and then I finished the third quest which has you going to the sanitarium I finished that and then I'm oh back to the sanitarium yes we're going back to the sanitarium um and I then got approached by a a courier who was like hey this hermit wants to talk to you (laughs) okay and you'll you realize eventually, like, the three quests that you're doing is gathering evidence for the hermit. Which is where I, I got partially through the hermit quest. Because for me, when I left that Cleobon Relog in the, in the northeast, yeah, that's when, that, that's when they came to me. So I said, all right, I'll do this as a little bit of a detour. I thought it was just a side quest. I didn't realize it was sort of the wraparound that's how for me it seemed like that's how you start is she wants information you've got information and then i i progressed as far as i could and she said come back to me when you have more so i think that that must be kind of the stage you're at yeah yeah ready for the the second half of it yep but that's um that's as far as we got we'll talk about the rest of that the next time we record which I don't know when that's going to be because next week I am going to the beach week after that I am going to a work trip and then that weekend I am also coming back from my work trip and immediately driving to a wedding in another state so for the next like two and a half weeks I am going to be away from home (laughs) And away from a computer where I can play Pillars of Eternity. So we may be taking some time off. 
but that's okay. That'll give Matt plenty of time to catch up with me. Which you're plenty probably not that far off. I, sanitarium's not that difficult. Where you're going is you're halfway done with it. And then I'm going to try to at least finish up Act 2 before I go to the beach. So we can we can figure out what we're going to do from there. We sneak in a short one covering the rest of Act 2. Possibly. I mean, if if that's the case, we'd need to record on Monday of next week. So yeah, maybe. Up, Let's see. Up I to can you. See what I can do. <laughs> okay. What about uh, you know? I feel like we've kind of talked general general thoughts throughout this. I I'm slightly less warm on the game than I was after last recording. Because I feel like I've gotten into it a bit more, and as I said, I kind of I like the world. I kind of like the characters, but I'm I feel like I'm a step removed at all times from really getting invested. And mm-hmm. the combat has worked, but it hasn't really clicked. Yeah. Um, and while I think the the minute to minute, once I know what I'm supposed to do, it all kind of makes sense. Oh, I'm looking for a key or. I'm collecting evidence or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing this character's character quest. Like all of that makes sense. Um, but the way some of the things tie into a, a really I don't feel like there's a lot of high stakes at the moment for what I'm doing. Right. I think other than that, I mean, I, I guess those, those ancient machines are kind of crazy. And they're causing storms, but I guess there's just a, a little bit of a disconnect. I'm roaming around. I feel like me as a player, I'm trying to learn about the world, learn about the characters, and clear some dungeons. I'm not all that invested in what they're trying to do. Right. I guess I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not because I, I know the the main character. I mean, I I get that he is struggling with these visions and I, and I do, I guess, want to help him figure that out. So, you know, I I think the, the fact that I'm unsure means that I'm not in love with it, but I don't dislike it. You know, I, I, I overall, I kind of like everything. I just feel like everything is good. Not great. Yeah. To maybe oversimplify it. That's, that's exactly how I feel. Maybe they improved it with Pillars of Eternity too. I've know. been waiting. I've been intrigued. I wanted to look something up on it the other day, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wait till I am either done or closer to being done with this game before I look up anything, just in case I get spoiled. Yeah, the 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 characters do show back up, so I know that That's there cool. are certain That's characters good. that are in party members in the second game. So I would avoid it. If you don't want to be spoiled. For a while anyway. Yeah. But um yeah, I feel I feel the exact same way. I, I'm I'm enjoying the story. I'm enjoying my time with it. I just I feel like I'm there's a disconnect with that combat. And and I I feel like I could figure it out. Um I just need to need to take my time with it, I think. 
But I, just, I, I do wish there were some more of those unique battles that forced you to try new strategies. I don't think I found one yet. It's yeah. either hard and you need to focus on a hard character or it's easy and you don't need to focus on anything. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. It, if they did that one thing, it would really make the combat more interesting. I think it would go a long way towards addressing that as, as say, at least perceived deficiency. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. I am eager to see what, what else happens. And it's weird. It seems like the, the first act felt super short. I guess in retrospect, I only played, I was only about seven hours in for the first act. I guess, you know, you're already done with Act 2. It feels like a shorter game than I would expect for this style game. It's not a yeah. 60, 70 hour game, right? No, I think I think the you can finish this main story in about 35 hours. That's, that's an intriguing length because there's, I'd say that 20 to 30, 35 hours is long enough to get into it and you'd think hopefully it doesn't overstay its welcome i mean sometimes those 60 hour games do become a bit too grindy mm-hmm. yeah so but i don't know I'm, I'm i'm intrigued to write it out and maybe again you get more story beats in a game that's only 35 hours but we'll, we'll see i hope so I, th- I, th- I feel like things are chugging along pretty well as far as story goes yeah, I expected it to go slower, to be honest. Yeah. So I'm reasonably well, well, happy with that piece of it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. But yeah, that's that's going to be it for us for this week. Um, we may be back next week. We'll see if we can make it. I'll try. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll play some this weekend. And try to knock out Act Two. If we can, we can try. Uh, try recording on Monday have you an episode for next Friday as well but uh, yeah that's that's it for us no emails if you would like to send an email it is drew at ztgd.com uh, you can also tweet to us I am at DML Fury Matt is at REMGS and the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down we did have a tweet and I do apologize um we had a tweet because uh, I, I I I check the I check the um, Twitter maybe once every two weeks or so, um, but uh, a Kevin wrote in to uh, tweeted to us and said, "Hey guys, I'm new to X or Twitter, as us old people know it. I uh, just wanted to say I really enjoy the show. I'm still trying to catch up on your older episodes. Thanks for what you do. I would love an episode on Cold Steel too, but I feel I'm in the minority." Take care. I did respond back, but I wanted to at least let you know. Um, there's now currently four Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel. <laughs> and um, now they're coming out with a new series. I can't remember what's called. Legend of Heroes Trails of something. That's a very long-running so, series. Yeah, there's quite a few different individual games, and in I've never really looked at how they all tie together, if they do. Certainly the Trails of Cold Steel would be an interesting one to revisit. I, the fact that there's four of them, that, that, that's great. I wonder, I wonder where it goes. 
Yeah, because if you remember the ending of the first one, it turned into a little bit of Xeno Gears at the end there. Didn't expect that out of a out of a turn based RPG where you you're using what we know, primal weapons to then jump into a mech for the last fight of the game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's actually a really good suggestion. I wouldn't mind going back to Trails of Cold Steel. I would. I wouldn't mind that either. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that. Got to get through Pills of Eternity first. But we'll get there. But uh, yeah, um, that's that's going to be it for us. Thank you all for listening. Um, we may be back next week. If not, we'll see you in a few weeks. But until next time, I'm Drew. I'm Matt. And we are out of here. You guys have a great week. And you may hear back from us next week. We'll see. If not... Hang tight. We will be.